Check your productions in conjunction with Inspire Fitness Academy presents Fitness Strip Bear, a show that, as in the title suggests, will try to strip bare the myths, rumors, and gimmicks of the phenomenon that in itself has become a worldwide industry. Hi, welcome back to Fitness Strip Bear, episode four, Endurance. John, welcome back again. Thank you, Alice. It's been great having these chats with you. I'm learning so much from you. Now, you had a job to do when we left last episode. Yes. And I want to know your results. Ah, well, uh, hey, I can tell you, you I can tell you firsthand, without any shadow of doubt, that the sex bit was easily the best fat burner compared to the 5K run. No doubt about it. No it, doubt? Hands down. There goes my glasses. All right, <laughs> so let's, let's try and read this first question for you. Then. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about endurance, as I said. So the most important thing in any sporting activity, whether you're weight training, whether it is uh, stretching. Yeah. Now, is stretching good for preventative or can it also injure you? Okay, so when you, when you exercise, you should stretch afterwards, not prior to. Oh, okay. Yes. So a lot of people you see when they go to the gym or they're about to go for a run, they start doing the calf stretches and the quad stretches and all the rest of it before they've gone because they've seen other people do it. They don't know why they should be doing it before, they just do it. So what they're actually trying to do though, they're stretching cold meat. Your muscles are meat, right? Yeah. So they're stretching cold meat. Now, if you imagine a, a, a steak, a partially frozen steak, half throat frozen, what would you do to defrost it? Quickly. Oh, well, I lived out. Oh, quickly. My yes. Way, obviously, on defrost. So you'd warm it up. Guess so. Ah, <laughs> you warm up. So what <laughs> should you do to cold muscles before exercise? I don't know. Warm up. <laughs> so not <laughs> okay. only are you warming up the muscles, but you're getting the blood pumping around the body. You're warming up your ligaments, your tendons, all the rest of it as well. After exercise, that is when you should stretch. Oh, okay. Yeah, to stop the muscles from contracting, and then. Or, and seizing up and then also that prevents injury stretching after exercise I'm finding it hard to talk to you sometimes because when you actually answer the questions I actually start listening and oh man and I forget <laughs> them actually, I'm actually forgetting that I'm interviewing you there you so, go wait, wait, so <laughs> well, that's, a, that's like, not a bad oh, thing oh I'm going to talk here so, <sighs> okay I'm feeling really ripped off by all my um my you know, teenage uh, sporting coaches and yeah, well, all do those laps th- and warm ups yeah, they didn't know so well, guess, the research yeah. may not have been done then Oh, fair, cool, fair, cool. Okay, so um, being endurance, now probably, I guess probably one of the most popular endurance sports will be, as you said, marathons and, and distance, anything to do with distance, I'm guessing. Yeah. They say like boxers doing a 15-round fight. Yeah. Um, now, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on running for now. Um, when running distances, right, yep. for breathing, okay, sure. now is it better to do shorter or deeper breaths? Okay, so... Which you, I guess I can go with for any sport, really. Sure, for anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, the answer I'm going to give you applies not just to sport and fitness, but for every single thing. You want to be breathing deeper anyway. Yep. You want to get the maximum out of this free stuff called oxygen. So to, to breathe in, you're getting the maximum... Your lungs are getting the maximum efficiency. That's right, because you're expanding your lungs. Exactly, them. that's right. So and when you're running, what you want to try to do is breathe with a tempo. A bit yep. like a beat with the drumming, you know, da, yep. da, 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 da. and that goes then in time with your with your feet hitting the ground, dum, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum, and you get this rhythm going. Uh-huh. And then when you get a rhythm going, they call it a biorhythm. They call it biorhythm. So 
everything suddenly starts to fall into place and providing you're fit enough to keep going you've got to be fit enough to keep going in the first place yeah. or you build your fitness gradually each time you go then yes everything your breathing goes is in synchronisation with your movement okay let's answer that one then yeah <laughs> alrighty um, now I've got another question here when it comes to running I'm going to skip past that because we keep going on about running all the time okay but footwear is yeah. written down here. Sure. Now, obviously, different events warrant different clothing. Yes. Is is footwear how how important is footwear? Incredibly important, and the the reason why is because the 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 certain types of sports shoes designed for certain kinds of things. So, for example, a tennis shoe is completely different than a running shoe. You're wearing a running shoe. Am I allowed to mention the brand or not? Yeah. No. Okay, but they're a really good brand. They're the top of the range brand. Okay, and they are the, a running shoe. The the stabilization and the cushioning is all designed for forward movement. Yep. Okay, not sideways or what we call lateral movement. There's no stability laterally in those shoes. So you shouldn't be playing tennis or squash or whatever in running shoes. Okay. Okay. And because uh, they're not designed for that. Likewise, you shouldn't be playing tennis. Sorry, you shouldn't be running in tennis shoes. Tennis shoes are designed for more endurance uh, on a hard court or surface. But I've seen, uh, look, I had a pair of Dunlop volleys back in the day. Yeah. I can say that because they're the most popular tennis shoe around. Everyone's going to yeah. know, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, and they would have, I, I can't imagine, I, I don't remember even having any support in them. Sure. They, prob- they probably didn't. How old were you? Oh. They're still selling now, so... Yeah, how old were you when you wore them? Oh, 20 years ago, so yeah, okay. I'm not going to tell you my age, but it was, you know, yeah. it was in the uh, 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I mean, if that was what, all that was around at the time, you had nothing to compare it to. Ah, yes. So if you put your foot in a pair of those volleys now and then put them into the really nice brand that you're wearing that they're really fantastic for support, stability, cushioning, you would definitely notice the difference. Okay. Let's move on to, okay, we'll go lung capacity. Yep. Now, obviously, endurance, lung capacity. Can the lungs be built up to, um, to obviously, uh, to be bigger, or is it a natural thing? It's not necessarily bigger. You can increase the efficiency of it. So the more you exercise anything, the more efficient it becomes. So the more you exercise your lungs, then yes. Some people, perhaps, maybe, I'm not sure, genetically... Uh, better with lung capacity than others you can also train your lung capacity to be better yeah well i'm glad you mentioned genetically because my next question happens to do with genetics yeah and uh, muscle fibers and stuff is there um through endurance or any way sporting thing like does natural ability or <laughs> genetics come into it like, oh god yes huge more so with um fast twitch muscle fibers going to be a bit fancy here so in your muscles you've got fast and slow twitch Keep it really basic. There's okay. also A and B and all this kind of stuff. But we'll just keep it fast and slow for now. Fast twitch is relating to anaerobic fitness or just explosive speed. Now, that's what you're born with. That is genetic. Very, very difficult to train someone to be a brilliant 100-meter sprinter. Well, funny. Uh, uh, we're talking about genetics and like, rapid speeds and twitchy stuff. Mm. Um, now, 
Uh, well, no, we'll talk to you in June. So um, I'm going to mention two names to you. Yeah. Uh, musical, yeah. okay? Now, uh, John Bonham's son, Jason Bonham. Uh-huh. Okay? Now, and Zach Starkey, Ringo's star son. Yes. Now, they play concerts. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're drummers. Yeah. And so they're going to play for two to three hours, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, fathers are drummers, sons are drummers, natural yeah. ability. But yeah. how often do you see that come into the sporting field? Like, you do, a lot. I can't really... I don't know whether Usain Bolt's son's going to be... A, well, we don't know, know, but he, he would... Prob- I don't even know if he's got a son right now. Well, it's <laughs> But the chances are higher, you see. The chances are higher because genetically it gets passed down the line. However, there's also mum's mixture in there as well. I suppose there's heaps of chapels and marshes getting around. Well, there, there are, so, that's yeah. right. You do see a lot of... Uh, cricketers and AFL, the greatest ever Australian. Am I right, Gary Ablett? Oh well, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, and his son. Well, would, that's, a, that's a long family of AFL. Um, would his son there, be better actually. than him? Better than the original? Oh, it's the greatest debate in the history of the game. Right, there you go. How about that? But Again, they're, they're, I think because they, they play different positions. That okay, you that's no, you can't compare. It's like yeah. comparing a guitarist yeah. and a drummer. Who's better? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one will do heroin. But definitely, my, gran- my grandfather, <laughs> my grandfather represented Britain in a hundred what was yards, and that was passed down to my uncle Jeff, who also was a brilliant sprinter. Okay. Uh, but but my dad wasn't. You see, so yeah. you know, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny actually because um, my mum and dad weren't the most athletic um, people in the world. My, my oldest brother, he was a cricketer. My other brother. He, he was just one of those guys that you know, makes you sick. He was good at you know, pretty much <laughs> everything. But when I was a swimmer and a footballer. So, uh, and all three of us had, you know, never twined did meet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Like, yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of genetics plays a big part, but also learned behaviour plays a part oh, as well. Okay, okay, yeah. So copying, inadvertently as kids, we just copy whoever we want to be like. We always take somebody else's personality and, yeah. and, and bring it in and yeah. absorb into your own. That's right, so. exactly. Which really steered away from endurance in this conversation. That's all right. But, um, and, and by the way, people, that was uh, producer Mitch chiming in before too, if you know <laughs> the voice again. <laughs> but sorry, to go back to what we're saying about fast and slow twitch, very, very difficult to develop fast twitch fibres. They're the really explosive ones in your muscles. But you can develop slow twitch fibers so for someone like myself as an example i had to learn to run my body had to learn through muscle memory how to run 42 or 50 60 k yeah you see but because obviously everybody can run but obviously not for well no they probably could everyone could probably can do do those distances if you train for it well, I'm guessing it all depends on the situation. You don't know what the human body or human mind is capable That's of. That's right. Like, you know, if, it, if I guess on safari and a lion gets into my jeep, yes. I'm going to be running a distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Well, a bit of adrenaline kicks in there as well. Just so. a little. <laughs> so, okay, this has been an endurance episode. So, yeah. and marathon's been popping up a lot. So, sure. marathon runners, how can they run 42 k's in two hours? It's incredible, isn't it? It's unbelievable. They are amazing. They are absolutely freaks of nature to be able to do that because they're running that distance, the whole 42.2, 200 metres at the end, kilometres at about 22 kilometres an hour all of the way. It's absolutely, no, probably, yeah, no, about that, all of the way. It's incredible. So imagine yourself or me or Director Mitch here running 100 metres, how quickly 
would he do it? Would he do it in 22 kilometers an hour? Would you run that, Mitch, in 22 kilometers an hour? Yeah? Just? Maybe 25. Yeah. But not much faster. And I wouldn't get much beyond Exactly. That. That's only for 100 meters. These guys do it for 42 point bloody two. So how do they do it? Well, first of all, a lot of them are, have been running forever. Yeah. The Kenyans, for example, do nothing but run in the mountains. They do it constantly. That's all they do. Yep. Non-stop. They run all day for days sometimes. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. But they've got, somehow, they've managed to environmentally, genetically, create fast and slow twitch at the same time. To be able to run that distance, it's amazing. It's a real bizarre mixture, how they do it. Is that a DNA thing? Or is that a... Don't know for certain. I can't answer that exactly. But I can tell you, I've seen them come in. When I've run the Gold Coast Marathon and I'm plodding around in four hours and they're coming in the opposite direction because they're going twice as fast as me, they are flying. They are absolutely flying. Because yeah, I don't want to stereotype here, but now, since you brought up the Kenyans, I mean, mm. they seem to be that that's, they're the masters of their domain yeah. there. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. so. that's what they do. That's all they do in their life. They run and run and run. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're amazing at it wow yeah so, yeah. Okay. so how many marathons have you done okay officially I've done eight eight yeah whoa but I've done the distance probably 40 50 times wow um yeah I used to do two a week when it came to running for training and probably I would go past the distance as well I'd get up to 50 50k yeah, so you're running two marathons a week yeah. to run a marathon yeah for an event yes so, is that a standard training for a runner? Uh, not really. It was just what I decided I wanted to do. And the reason why I did it is because my the program I wrote for myself um, entailed getting to the distance first, building up strength as well, yep, and also concurrently building up speed on different days. So I'd do the distance, let's say for example on Wednesday afternoon, I'd do 40k um, and I'd go really slow. Yeah. Because I didn't really care, just wanted to do the distance. On the Sunday, I'd have certain times that I needed to stick to per kilometer, so I'd go much quicker. Yeah. And the cadence of my foot patterns and everything else would increase. And because on the day of the marathon, that's the time I was trying to do. You achieve. want to sit this yeah, exactly. particular around. That's right, yeah. But most people don't. They, they only go up to about 37k um, and they taper back and then on the day they're fine. For me, psychologically, and also I was also only started, I started running them when I was 40. So, you know, I had to be, had to train differently than you are when you're 20. Yeah. As we touched on earlier. So when you're 20, I wouldn't have done it that way. I'd have just, you know, probably done the 37 and then done the extra five on the day, no problem at all. Yeah. But it's different when you're 45 or whatever. And so I guess all that training, all those runs you're doing during the week is building endurance Absolutely. to be able to get to the event. And Exactly. And then on the day, my psychology of thinking was, if I can get to 45, 50K in training, then 42 on the day is going to be a piece of piss. And it was. Nice. And again, John, it's been fabulous talking to you. You know what's coming up our wonderful segment rapid fire all right are you ready producer more, Mitch more, have you yeah, got absolutely. the have you got the alarm that I love so much check yeah check your productions or just check 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 it all right check it check it out check it out let's go I'm bantering okay ready steady 
go. Is running bad for your knees? Uh, it depends on your running technique. If you've got really good running technique, really good running shoes, good running socks, uh, good core strength, then absolutely not. It's really good for everything else. That sounds like a, a yes, unless you've got all the right equipment, really, doesn't it? Yeah, sort of. can be. <laughs> if you're not right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> I want to discuss that more. So, rapid fire questions. Are there any other benefits for strength training other than building muscle? Heaps of benefits of strength training. Um, re regulating uh, blood sugar levels, uh, lowering of blood pressure, uh, bone strengthening. Uh, cool. oh, I hate that bill. <laughs> you just get in a roll and just comes and sucks mm. your soul straight out. Mm -mm. Uh, body weight exercises, are they good or are they bad? No, they're great, uh, especially things like burpees. Burpees are a fantastic exercise. Uh -huh. The reason why Thanks, uh, is because it's a three-part movement of the body. It absolutely knackers you out, and you're going to get superb results. Okay, cool. Uh, walking versus running for fat loss. Okay, Cardio. so again, it's all about intensity. So running, if you've got the right technique, will will burn off more fat than walking. Walking is a decent starter, but you should be looking to develop that into a run. Right, and my fat. Well, you're already running late, so we'll go back into this topic. Um, hill running. <laughs> Yeah, hill running, again, it's really good for fitness. It's fantastic for fat loss. There is a bit of a downside, and that's your calves and your Achilles tendons get a, get a hammering. So you've got to make sure you stretch properly afterwards as well. All right, okay. So that's um, just a diverse after. Normally we end the show now, but mm. I'm going to ask you a bit more about endurance. Just to, Sure. Just, I've got some unfinished business. Rightio. So, um, and overall, for a recap... Summary, uh, as you will. Endurance, what would be the best things for you to do? Okay, so... As a, as a layman, if for, you... For if endurance you, running. Yeah. Well, you've got to try and... Well, not go, just running, just like if you're uh, getting into it for the first time. Yeah, and you just want to yeah, you yeah, yeah. boost your just, heart rate or something. Yeah, sure. You've got to just try to go a little bit further each time. So, whether it be 500 metres or a kilometre or whatever, one minute more on the boxing bag, uh, you've got to aim to go further... With what you've been, you've done previously, I'm guessing endurance then uh, is, is well. It's probably more mental. No, than... I don't think so. I don't think it is. I think uh, it's more physical. There is a little bit of mental. Everybody seems to think that it's all about mental. And well, mental. the reason I say mental is because you know, don't you need to put want to push yourself to go that extra? You know, instead of doing well, that one lap before you want to do I don't know if it is, but uh, I think goal setting is probably more of a better expression than yeah, mental yeah, okay, yeah, so you aim to hit the goals so obviously the each time you do it if you if you extend the goal and then aim to hit it in this case it's to go further longer whatever it might be then obviously you're going to improve your endurance so that's the whole point Let, let's take marathon running for example if you keep running 10k every single time you run then you're not improving your endurance You've got to go next time 11, 12, time after that 12, 13, 14, etc., etc. So if you do one more kilometre every single time you train in a, in a let's say, a 40-day programme, then common sense says you're going to get to 40K very quickly. Cool. It's like push-ups. If you do one more on top of what you did yesterday and you do that over 30, let's say you start on 20 and then over seven days you do one more on top of what you've just done. So 21, 22, 
27 in the first week, 34 in the second, 41 in the third. You're up to 48 push-ups in four weeks. Yep, fair call. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm still this line from a place where I go. I go to. Um, doesn't matter what you do. You're always overtaking that person on the couch. You're always what? Overtaking that person on the couch. Absolutely right. Yes, potato. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, and remember, people, that if you run out of petrol, that can count as endurance training.